These are our stories as told by us and may cause some triggers. Names are left out to protect privacy of all parties involved. We do not own the rights to any music in our podcast. And we are not responsible for any distress or damage caused by our podcast as that is not our intent. Hey, hey, everyone. It's Danielle and I am back after a short break um, for the month of March. I feel like there is just so much to tell you guys. Um, So much has been going on since the little break that we had and um, really want to cover a lot this season. Um, You will actually hear throughout the rest of 2022, I am going to be having to take a couple breaks here and there just to let you guys know. I don't want anybody to worry if, you know, the podcast is going to continue. Where am I or anything of that kind of matter? Honestly, there is so much going on um, this year. As some of you guys are aware of, that I do have my wedding coming up in a few months, as well as we all know, I am still going through processes of, you know, the four and a half years ago at this point that I had a very, very abusive situation that almost killed me as you guys heard in season one. So there are times that I even have to take a break and to just uh, take care of my mental health as well. Um, And then as you guys all heard in season one, how my life has been growing up and things that have even gone on as an adult um, as far as you know, some mental abuse, emotional abuse, neglect. And sometimes the podcast and doing community outreach and just speaking about all the different abuse and hearing other stories can sometimes actually take a mental toll on me. Um, So there are times, and then as you guys know, I am a mother, Um, so sometimes my family is needing me, or um, we may have a family gathering, something. So sometimes I just have to put the podcast aside and focus on my family and myself, but no worries. Um, The podcast is not going anywhere. I know that we ended season one and some of you may be wondering um, why it was so short. Um, And once again, this podcast is about honesty and real and also that empowerment and the struggles that go with all of it a lot of different factors came into play. As some of you had heard and even seen on season one, um, it was very, very hard on Erica. 
very hard and it was taking a toll also on her daughter so with that obviously I tell everybody including myself sometimes we just have to do what's best for us and at that time and moving forward until times may be different she actually will not be a co-host on the podcast Um, and I give her much respect of that decision and also once again that's not being weak or anything of that matter she's a very very strong individual but when it comes to your mental health sometimes you do need to take a step back and that goes with anything in life so if any of you guys are struggling whether it's with work or on social media whatever the case may be don't feel bad for having to do what's best for you so this season it will be me um alone here every once in a while i may have somebody pop in as a guest or to share their story this season i will be covering um more stories season one was more of education purposes there may be some education going on But hopefully you guys can relate to this season and also give some feedback in my email, um, which is empowermentsbystrengthandfaith at gmail.com. And you can message me your stories, which just a heads up on people's stories. I keep them anonymous everything is basically confidential from who it is coming from. I do change names. Um, I don't always say somebody's name as well. And that's to protect those individuals. Uh, Of course, we don't want to hurt anybody, right? So that is what this season is going to kind of look like. In this past month of taking a break and focusing on my nonprofit that is started, um, I'm definitely hoping that we can continue to focus on that, continue to do some community outreach, some connecting with people in the community, and continue to help people. We have been able to help people my main goal with the nonprofit, which is called Havens of Haven of Blessings, my main goal is to get a shelter started. That is something that is lacking all across the board, not just here in Ohio. It is lacking across the board. Some shelters turn people away because of the fact they may have substance abuse, even though they are in an abusive situation. 
So my primary goal is to get a shelter to provide short-term help with long-term help. Let's be real and honest here. You don't overcome abuse no matter what kind of abuse it is. You do not overcome that within overnight, over a week, over a month, or even over a year. There will be life struggles throughout the years. Something I was just recently talking about is I definitely didn't choose to have abusive situations that I was put into at a young age, such as, such as three or four years old, as when, for me, it, I believe it really took a toll. It may have been years prior, but age three and four, the things that I can visually still remember is trauma. And that is a critical time for a child, as most of you parents know. Those times is when your children are soaking in all the good and the bad. They're watching your every move. Their brain is just forming and that's, they're talking, they're walking, they're starting to evolve into the little person that they are going to be. Those times are just so, so critical. I definitely did not ask to be put here. I did not choose my parents. I did not choose my family. Recently, I was speaking uh, to a couple individuals that were asking, you know, how have you overcome everything? Let's be real and let's throw it out there. I have not exactly overcome everything. I just this month turned 37 years old. That started when I was three that I know of. It may have been a thing even before I was three. I cannot undo 34 years of what I knew all the 34 years, I cannot unremember the trauma. I cannot reprogram my mind overnight. I can't unlearn those behaviors. I can't unlearn everything. Not even the coping mechanisms of going through such traumatic things and relationships, I just can't. And I, you know, it's gonna probably take me 34 more years to totally overcome everything. Um, this morning, I I listened to a lot of different podcasts. I listened to a lot of different YouTubes, and this morning. One of them was Steve Harvey, and he was talking about the oak tree. And if you haven't heard it, 
please Google it. It's absolutely amazing. Steve Harvey gives so many different life lessons and advice. Like he is absolutely amazing. Amazing. And if you don't know much of Steve Harvey, really look into him. He has helped me. Um, that's for sure. He's one of my favorite speakers to listen to. And he was talking about evolving that, you know, you adapt to the atmosphere that you are basically planted in. And all of us have these wonderful, good qualities God has provided us. And if you continue to be in those toxic relationships and that toxic environment, you are going to adapt to that toxic environment and you're not going to be able to grow. It's okay to once again, as you guys heard in season one, and it's going to continue to into this season, letting you guys know it's okay to cut people out, cut people off in relationships so that you can evolve and you can use those special gifts that were given to you and be happy and be healthy and reach your goals and know your worth and loving yourself. All of that is okay. And that story of the oak tree by Steve Harvey, his speech is just absolutely phenomenal. It definitely hits home with me. You know, I I was born into two parents that really did not amount to their full potential as humans. They were very intelligent, but they were not using that intelligence. They, for the good, I should say. They stole car parts. They were running the streets. They were partying. They were... I guess in their way of having fun in life, they lacked responsibilities, they lacked priorities, they obviously were not the best uh, parents or even role models. And I was actually laughed at through growing up because I wanted to be somebody. I wanted to be somebody important. I wanted to change lives. I wanted to change the world. And I was told, are, are you kidding? <laughs> You're just a small town little girl. Your parents are nobody. You are nobody. You're just a super small town girl. And with that being said, that was fuel to my fire that it was like, no, I got to get an education. I was told I was going to be a high school dropout. Unfortunately, I was a high school dropout. At the time, I really did not have a choice. But the day that I dropped out, I dropped out in the morning. I remember going to the school. It was on my 18th birthday, which as you guys know, 18, you're allowed to make legal decisions on your own. And that was mine, that I was 
pretty much backed in a corner to make. And that devastated me. That day, I went in the morning, dropped out of high school, went and got breakfast. And two hours later, I was scheduled into my GED classes. I spent, and I was pregnant at the time this uh, season one, you guys did hear, um, you know, I did become a teen mom and I was pregnant and I was determined to make sure I had that GED before my child was born. My child walked across the stage with me as I received a certificate and cap and gown and introduced into the adult honor society. And I was just so determined because I had people sitting there saying, told you, told you she wasn't going to mount it to anything. Told you she was going to be a high school dropout, which let me tell you something that literally took a mental toll. That was a little excuse my language, mind fucking. Then it was <laughs> teen mom, high school dropout. She's still not going to amount to anything. She's going to live off people. She's going to live off, you know, welfare. She's going to be on food stamps. I was just constantly being put down. And anytime I said I wanted to do something in life, I was laughed at. The father of my child, even when I said, okay, it's time for me to go to college. I got my GED. You know, I, I'm at that point where it's, uh, yeah, I had to work. I was working, but I wanted more. I wasn't going to settle like everybody thought I was going to. I wanted to prove them wrong. And I wanted to prove to myself that I could do it. And not only that, but all I could think about was my child's future if I can look at my child and say, yeah, I did drop out of high school, but I got my GED and I went back to school to continue my education so I could do something important. I just wanted to be important. And a lot of that goes back to the childhood um, abuse that I was put in. And he was like, okay, well, you're going to go to college to be a nurse. N no, no. I think I praise nurses as we all, you know, have something that's for us. But that was, I didn't feel like that was my calling. I was working in the health field. I really was. I was, you know, a front desk receptionist uh, for MRI. And I'll leave the name out for which company and stuff I worked at. And yeah, I was very intrigued by the medical professionals, but mine was more of the mental aspect of it. I wanted to know more, which most of my life I had to study because why? My mom has mental health issues. Growing up, I was in and out of therapy all my life. Um, my dad had addiction disorders. I wanted to understand how the mind works. So most of my life growing up, I studied that on my own. And 
I just didn't feel like college of nursing was for me. There was something else that I was made to do and I wasn't sure what that was, but I remember when I was younger that I wanted to be a lawyer. I was, you know, pretty young, not really, really young when the OJ Simpson trial was going on that most of us know about, but I was like, I want to be on cases like that. I wanted to be like Robert Kardashian. I, I looked up to him and I knew as a mom though, at such a young age and having to work, like it's okay. That dream can be put aside, but I still want to do something as far as with the law. So I went behind everybody's back and enrolled myself into college for criminal justice. And man, did I get looked down on was I, I was put to shame for doing that. Now this is my life. Yes, you guys, not you guys personally, but the people that were in my life at that time, as far as you know, the guy I was with, the father of my children, my child, his family, parts of my family, they laughed at me. I was told, well, then we don't trust you because you're going into that and you're going to be a narc and all of this negative stuff. And yeah, it really, really took a mental toll. And I questioned who I was like, am I wrong for wanting to do this? What am I going to do with this? Am I going to be allowed to do anything? Why am I disappointing these people? I don't want to disappoint anybody. Things went back and forth. So I went through with it. I went through with it. I, at the end of it was like, this is my life. This is my decision. And I want to work with criminals. I want to be a part of the law. I want to make a difference in these people's lives. And to me, I, like I said, I've always been intrigued on how the mind works. Everybody has a story. I wanted to know what landed them into these situations. What was going on in their life prior? What trauma have they been into? Were they mentally healthy? Were they just needing medication? Were they needing professional help? What is what's going on? All these different questions. And I was just determined and put to shame. But I used that as fuel once again to my fire. And that was what was best for me. That's what I wanted. And that's exactly what it, you know, I ended up doing. And I know um, we're actually getting close to time, but the next episode I would like to talk about that pressure and shaming somebody, the mental aspects, and just continue further into it. I really do hope that this can help some people. Until next time, you guys, stay tuned. So if you or if you know someone who is struggling or is in a domestic violence situation, please reach out to the Domestic Violence Hotline. 
800-799-7233, or you can also send a text message to 741-741. Also, there are some resources. You can reach out to the Protected Battered Women RC on Facebook. Keep in mind, if you're having suicidal thoughts or you know someone that is, there is also a suicide hotline. That number is 800-273-8255.